0: hi i'm emma
1: i am annie and this is limelight the falcon film podcast and we have a very special guest with us today isabella is here hi Hi. we're so excited it's very fitting that she's here because she is the sports editor for the falcon and today we are talking about sports films and i am so excited I was one of those kids that grew up watching sports films with my family and it's, they're all very nostalgic and they just remind me of my childhood. So I'm pumped for this topic.
2: Me too. I'm so excited to talk about sports sports films because none of my friends like them and (laughs) like the only person who does. And it's so hard to be able to talk to people who don't know what I'm like, what I like. And I'm just like, hmm. Okay, we'll talk about your romance movies while I sit here with my sports. Movies. Well, okay,
1: but that's the Not thing to say about I don't love romance, though. Yeah, but that's honestly, I think that's one of my favorite things about sports films is because they, the way that they manage to weave like action and romance. And I mean, depending on the genre there might be, or the, the movie, there might be, you know, mystery or crime or. Drama, or there's so many other narratives and genres that come into play, pun intended, with sports films. um So every time someone is like, I don't like sports, I'm like, well, do you like romance? Do you like mystery? Do you like comedy? Like, all of those elements are present in sports films. And I think that some people don't necessarily take the time or the energy to think about that because they just take sports films at face value and there's just so much more to the to the genre than people could ever even know and i wish that people did some more digging cuz some of my favorite sports films are honestly probably as you know as much of a romance film or a comedy as they are a sports movie
0: yeah i mean honestly that's like the basically the entire reason i like sports films cuz Personally, um, most people who know me will know this. I am not a fan of sports at all. (laughs) I tried. I really tried for a while to like sports and get into sports. And then I decided, you know what? I just don't, I, I can't force myself to, but I do really like, um, certain sports movies, not all um, it's definitely not one of my favorite genres, but there are some of them that I do really like because of like those other elements that they weave into them. So, yeah, I think I think they're appealing to a lot more broad of an audience than some people realize or should be appealing.
2: Yes.
1: I think if we're talking like because with sports films, I feel like there are a select few that are just crazy famous that. Yeah. You can kind of assume everyone has seen. Um, and I think the one that comes to mind for me is definitely The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. and, you know, if people yeah. haven't seen The Sandlot, like, that's okay. But that movie was so foundational to my upbringing. Um, you know, every time I hear someone say, you're killing me, smalls, or like <laughs> every time someone, if I'm like, camping and someone is making a s'more that scene with um with scotty and ham like making s'mores in the clubhouse always runs through my head it's like first you take the graham you stick the chocolate on the graham and it's like all these things and i mean it's funny because i feel like for me i think the most memorable things about that movie don't really have much to do with baseball, which is which is what the movie is about at its core. But you know, you think about the the scene where Squints pretends to drown so he can make out with the lifeguard. <laughs> or when the another scene, I'm just I could talk about this movie all all day. So if I go on too long, just say Annie, shut up. But <laughs> um where what's the scene where where the like real quote-unquote real baseball team like comes to the to the sandlot and they get in like this where they go back and forth yeah with the insults and it's like oh my god I can't even what is it's like what does he say you bob for apples in the toilet and you like it and stuff like that you know just crazy
2: like the isn't that like the farts one where they're like you smell your own farts and you like it or something like that
1: something like that
2: i'm pretty
0: sure that's what it is and like
2: oh my gosh i do
0: not remember this it has been so long since i've seen that movie
2: (laughs) oh my gosh
1: there's so many good ones
0: or my favorite one
1: where he was like what is it? it's like be there buffalo butt breath and then <laughs> and then ham ham is just I literally have a sticker of ham on my water bottle like I He's love that best. kid but then he goes count on it pee drink and crap face and stuff and like the amount I think I was taught like probably a lot of words and phrases that kids shouldn't necessarily be saying just you know, out in public, but I think that, that, you know, speaks to the nature of the film because it's so memorable. Mm -hmm. You know, you see those scenes and you hear those lines of dialogue and you, you know, you just, you automatically know that's from the Sandlot. And also uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez was my first celebrity crush, um, always and forever. So shout out to every other, you know, girl, who was watching this film in like the early two thousands, being like, oh, because,
2: my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna bring up like a really like weird thing. I loved Benny, but like my young mind had a crush on Yeah Yeah.
1: I was and I was just- like, <laughs> as Bella's totally gonna say, Yeah Yeah. I knew that was gonna happen.
2: Literally, I, was I knew so that was so into him that it was like a problem that I would go around and tell, like, I would like call myself Yeah Yeah. And, like, that's how I would respond to everything when I was younger. Oh, my gosh. Like, they, I, I like mom that. would, like, say something, and I would go, like, yeah, yeah, and, like, this. And she'd be, like, Bella, you need to stop. But, like, <laughs> he, like, I loved Benny, and I thought Benny was so cute. But, like, there was just something about, yeah, yeah. that I was, like, that is my man in this movie. Oh, my gosh. That's funny.
0: Yeah, I, I probably need to watch that movie again, because I think, first and only time I watched it was at one of my like really good friends like birthday parties It was like her 12th birthday so it was a very long time ago but that that was honestly a very I don't know fun informative memory for me because I don't know I feel like it's also I mean this is true for a lot of films but I don't know I just feel like sports films are like better enjoyed like when you're watching them like with other people and it's just kind like of oh, like shared experience and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think
1: timelessness is really what yeah sports films kind of encapsulate you know you, you you know like for example you can watch a movie when you're 12 or when you're 112 and it will still the, the cultural significance of it won't really change all that much. Mm-hmm. at least in my yeah. you know because i'll rewatch films you know today that i hadn't that i haven't seen for 10 years and it doesn't it doesn't affect how i feel about the film like yeah. for example one of my <laughs> one of my favorite disney channel original movies is jump in Ooh. starring corbin blue and kiki palmer which is and it's about that movie uh it's okay it's so good but it's about this this high schooler who is kind of training to be or he is a boxer and his dad is his coach but he also discovers that he's really 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 good at double dutch and because boxers i mean that's one of the ways that they train is they jump rope and there's a local double Dutch team that is captained by Kiki Palmer's character and they need a person to fill out their team so they can compete. So it's kind of, you know, I mean, obviously like it is a sports film. It's about boxing and it's about jumping rope and things, but it's about how Corbin blue. What is it, Izzy? I think that's his character's name.
2: Yeah. His about, name's Izzy.
1: Yeah. About how, you know, he relates to his father or like how their relationship changes when his dad finds out that, boxing isn't necessarily what Izzy wants to do or you know there's a there's a school bully that's kind of out for Izzy for you know whatever reason so and then of course there's like a little a little love connection with Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer's characters so it's just a great heartwarming movie and it's also a sports film that highlights black athletes and their stories, which is very, very, very important because, you know, there are lots of good sports films out there that have predominantly white casts. And I, there's obviously (laughs) many more sports narratives and stories out there and jump in is just, is one of my favorites for many reasons, but I think that the racial representation it brings to the table is as equally important as every other thing that's good about it
2: yeah um something else I really love about that movie is just that it like brings a different sport into like I mean like into the limelight I guess and kind of (laughs) just like um it's just it was like when I was younger I never knew about double dutch like we would play like we would do like jump rope like out like at recess and stuff Mm -hmm. and like I didn't know that was basically double dutch but that you could do it like with so many cool like um, you could like basically dance and double dutch, yeah. and like do crazy things. Like I didn't know anything beyond like the little like sing so show songs that <laughs> yeah. we would do. I, I can't. Speak, yeah, what but, is like,
1: it? It's like Cinderella, kiss stuff, Yeah, 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 yeah something that. like that. There's so many. Um,
2: but like it was just so cool to see like a different sport other than like baseball or football or even basketball like represented. Yeah. On a show, especially somewhere like that's going to be really impressionable for young. kids and kind of show them that you don't need to like play these big sports. You can do something else that like makes you a little bit more unique.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I would assume when most of us, you know, think of sports movies, you think of something related to football or baseball or soccer or one of like the quote unquote super famous sports. But most of my favorite sports films are completely different then like the big name ones. I think one of my favorites is yeah. St- stick it. I don't know if either of you have seen that film.
2: I, I haven't. I might. I no? think I've heard of it, but I don't think I've
1: seen it. So it's, it's a film about gymnastics and it's about, uh, I don't remember the, the characters. Haley, I think is the character's name. And she is, she was a gymnast when she was younger, but then she kind of stepped away from the sport and, kind of became like this rabble rouser who like, I mean, the film is called stick it. Like, you know, it's like stick it to the man, stick it to whoever, you know, like that's just kind of who she has become. But the film is kind of about her falling back in love with gymnastics and also like using her strength and her kind of activism almost. Cause obviously she is a, is a woman in the sports realm which can be a very male dominated field and yep. gymnastics specifically i mean if you guys ever watch gymnastics on tv or during the olympics like that is a tough sport
2: mm.
1: it is and so, emotionally damaging so emotionally yeah. damaged it can be like mentally taxing just so there's so much that goes into that sport and it kind of talks about that too because a lot of these girls There's one scene in the film where one of the girls that Haley is training with, she gets asked out by a boy and she is so excited because that's not something that she usually has time for or even like the opportunity to meet a guy because she's always in the gym training. So it's, it's really fun because it follows this girl who's like a loner and like a rebel or whatever and shows her kind of coming back to something that was once a a big part of her life. And it also kind of shows her that she can still be like independent and strong, but also like still rely on her coaches or her teammates and other people in her life. So if, and it's also so funny, it is so funny. So I would definitely recommend y'all check that one out because one, it's about a sport that isn't as mainstream and it's a movie about women's sports, which <clears throat> we need more of those, everybody. Yeah. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So like representation, please. Um, and it's just a great, it's a great movie because it blends all of those, you know, subgenres that we were talking about earlier. And it's, it's a, a great time. And it's got a killer soundtrack because it came out in like 2004, 2005, I think. So it's like Blink-182 and all those other like pop punk. Oh, it's so fun. It's great. So it's a vibe. Yes. A vibe. Such a vibe.
0: I was just thinking back to earlier when you were um Annie talking about The Sandlot and how even though it's a sports movie it isn't like entirely like just like focused on the sport itself. Um and that really makes me think about um well a, I think personally as someone who like I said earlier is a huge fan of sports um I think those are my <laughs> favorite kind of sports movies. Yeah. Um, and that makes me think of what I think is definitely my personal favorite of all time um, Moneyball, um, because I always think of that as it's a baseball movie, but it doesn't, while it has some, it doesn't have tons of the actual baseball, which might not be appealing to everyone, but that's appealing to me. Um, but no, (laughs) I, I just, I really like, um, the way in that movie, which is about, um, it's a true story. I also think that a lot of the best sports movies are, at least in my opinion, I generally prefer to watch ones that are, like, you know, based on true stories about the Oakland A's and their, like, you know, record, like, winning streak and kind of the, just, yeah, everything, like, surrounding that, um their, like, new strategy that kind of brought that on. And I personally find, I love, like, just its focus on, like, the characters. I think when sports movies are really, like, have a really good like character focus. That's what gets me engaged in them. Because again, like I just don't really get interested in the big like, you know, sports, epic moments. I like seeing the um the characters and like their stories. And I I do enjoy seeing how it plays into that and like those like, you know, bigger like in games and stuff like that. But and I think Moneyball does a really good job of that. Also Fun fact, one of the characters on the baseball team is actually from my hometown, Yakma. Wow. And wow. I believe played on our, I think only like summer like club uh, baseball team called the Beatles, which is really their only claim to fame. But yeah, f- fun fact. That's so fun. Shout out to Yakima. Shout out to all of our yeah, Yakima. Lis- listeners from Yakima. Woohoo! Yeah. And it's not, it's not the actor. It's like one of the actual characters yeah, um, yeah, yeah. in the movie. That's I don't really remember cool. his name. I should have looked it up, but yeah. One of the things I love about Moneyball is that
1: it kind of dives into the issues mm-hmm. in the athletic world. And I think that there are a lot of other films that do that too, but I I really love that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't talk about baseball as if it's like, oh, America's favorite pastime. Oh, it's so unproblematic and perfect and beautiful in every way. Because newsflash, nothing in sports is like that. It's a nitty gritty, tough process. And I think for me, a film that comes to mind when I think of that is the film Hoosiers. I don't know if either of you have seen that movie. I have not, but it's it's a basketball film, and it's about I know that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's about this teeny, teeny, tiny Indiana town. I think it's like it's Hickory, Indiana. I think I want to say, and it's kind of the ultimate like underdog story how this ragtag team of kids and they have a new coach this year and he's kind of a firecracker and not everybody in the town likes him and then you know eventually the team kind of starts winning and they gain some traction and the whole town kind of gets behind them and it's a really fun movie but it also you know it tackles a lot of intense issues too i mean there's one of the you know one of the players on the team has an alcoholic father so he's like trying to, you know, navigate that in, you know, while also being a high school student and playing on this team. There's also some other, you know, stuff. I'm not going to spoil it because y'all should go see it. Yeah. It's definitely not all roses for this, this team from Hickory, Indiana, because there are a lot of obstacles that they have to deal with in order to like continue playing and continue winning. And the film doesn't shy away from that. They really embrace that, this team has had to face a lot of adversity, but they still manage to to win and be a team and work together, which I think is kind of what sports films are all about.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think in general, sports are just like not all roses. And I think yeah. when a movie can like be able to show that to us instead of just showing like the pretty sides of the pretty side of sports, it's, it makes a movie so much more powerful. Because if you are an athlete and you know, like the behind the scenes stuff, you know that it's not easy and you know that there's so much that goes into it and it's so like mentally taxing for a player. But when it pays off in the ways that it does in most of these movies, it can feel like the most like stress relieving thing in the world, at least for that moment.
1: Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to what Emma was saying, like looking at these narratives from the human perspective versus the sports perspective I think, I mean, it makes those films more meaningful in so many ways because I think sports films are very easy to relate to for lots of people, even if you weren't an athlete, you know, if you, you know, you know, you can relate to maybe like, if there's a team that's kind of the underdogs, if you if you're ever like, oh, like I've had to face a lot of obstacles in my life to get where I'm at, but you know, or you can, see you know in the sandlot when the kids are fighting and then like you think of the fights that you would pick with kids on the playground like if someone took your favorite swing or something mm-hmm. you know I mean I think that sports films are all fun and fun and you know good and heartwarming but they're also very relatable which always makes movies more enjoyable to watch no matter what the genre is if we're talking about relatable things in sports films the relatable things don't always have to be good you know if you there's a lot of I don't want to say dark sports films, but a lot of sports films that aren't very happy-go-lucky, you know. One that comes to mind for me is the movie Fox Catcher, which I think came out, I want to say 2015, but it stars Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, oh. and Mark Ruffalo. a studded
2: so cast?
1: And it's also <laughs> such, I mean, I would never think about putting those three actors in the same film Ever no. because it doesn't seem like no. it would work but it's a very interesting film because it's it's based on a true story so it's about this wrestler it's about wrestling which is another you know sport that isn't necessarily like a mainstream sport you know so I that's one of the right and like I you know I don't love to watch wrestling but I was drawn to this movie because that's a sport that I don't know very much about I was like, let's, okay, let's give myself a chance to learn something new today, you know? But so, yeah, so it's based on a true story from the 1980s. So Mark Schultz, who is Channing Tatum's character, he and his older brother, played by Mark Ruffalo, are like Olympic caliber wrestlers. Like, they're very, very, very good. And this man named John DuPont, who is played by Steve Carell, and y'all, he is Unrecognizable in this movie. The makeup and hair, like he does not look like himself. It's almost kind of like frightening how different he looks. It's crazy. He is like this super duper wealthy guy, like disgustingly rich guy. And he's always like had this love for wrestling. Like it's almost kind of an obsession in a way. It's kind of uncomfortable how much he is into it. It's one of those things kind of where like, Oh, like you wish you could do something but you can't so you obsess over it and do everything in your power to like get as close to doing it yourself as you can you know you know what i mean so it's this story about how he basically like invites the schultz brothers to train on his property and like he builds them a wrestling gym and like has them bring other people and he wants to like basically sponsor the wrestling team for the 1988 olympics But John DuPont, who's Steve Carell's character, kind of goes about it the wrong way and kind of leads Mark Schultz, who's Channing Tatum, like down this road that is not the best. You know, the training kind of starts to get the better of him and he starts to lose some of his self-confidence. It kind of just comes together at one point and kind of everything just kind of explodes. And it's this big, crazy, dramatic, mysterious. It's it's a lot again, it's about wrestling. And it talks about, you know, what happens when you push an athlete too far? What happens if you have, you know, a coach who is, you know, telling you how to unethically train or compete better? Or what happens, you know, if you start to lose your identity as a human and only focus on your identity as an athlete? Like, there's lots of great life lessons to be learned from this movie in particular that don't just relate to athletes, you know, because we've all, I think, you know, if you've ever been in like a toxic friendship or if you are feeling like you maybe your self-confidence is slipping, like we've all been there. We've we all can sympathize with that, you know? So. Yeah, Fox catcher it it's a good one it's very dark but very very good very compelling I think Emma I think you would like that
0: one. I was just gonna say yeah I, I'll have to I'll have to check that one out it's um, good I think it's on I want to say Hulu maybe
2: okay that sounds yeah. like a Hulu thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying but I've never seen this movie and I think that's just like your description of it has like made me really want to watch it because like I've had that like toxic coach relationship where they like basically like killed my love for the sport like I still love softball but like to play it again even if like because there's been like talk about maybe SPU getting a team like even if they did I don't know if I would even try because of how much that coach like scarred me and so I just think that's so like like I've never seen this movie but like it's so crazy to see that depicted in a movie or to like even hear that it might be depicted in a movie because I feel like it's such a nuanced thing and it's not really talked about yeah mm-hmm. in society and how like toxic a coach can be to your self-esteem Yeah. Falling down and it's not always just the sport that you're playing it can also just be like the inner workings of it and you're supposed to see your coach as like this person who uplifts you and makes you like this amazing athlete but that's not how it goes sometimes
0: yeah also i feel compelled to i've been i've been holding on to this i feel compelled to go back to my whole bold statement about very much liking ones that are based off of true stories rather than untrue stories which isn't i don't think that's a ground rule there are certain ones that obviously that are true stories that i do like I feel like for me, it depends on how grounded in realism they're trying to be. Like something like The Sandlot, like that's not, that's not a very grounded movie. And so there's no point where I feel like it's breaking my suspension of disbelief because that's like the tone of the movie. But if something like, um, again, like Moneyball, for example, if that wasn't true, I I don't know. I'd have a hard time buying into it because of like all oh, like you know the big, you know, surprising grand things that are happening. Um, and I think a good example, in my opinion, of honestly, probably the movie that set me on this very strong opinion is um draft day. And that is my least favorite sports <laughs> movie of all time. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it because I never want to see it again. But um, it's, I believe it's about, it's like focused on the Browns, which again, them having any Ooh. success is the most Ooh. unrealistic part of the movie. It's focused <laughs> on the Browns. You basically make the Seahawks Poor Browns. Like the villains of the movie. And as oh. a, you know, resident of Washington most of my life and Seahawks, even though I know I said my whole thing about not being into sports, I I still am a Seahawks fan at heart. Of course. That makes it that, yeah. made, you know, unpleasant to watch for me. Cause I'm like, I don't want my favorite team to just be arbitrarily made. Absolutely Like the de facto not. villains and just the events, like since it's just completely fictional, it doesn't yeah. feel realistic again. Cause the Browns being yeah. good. <laughs> what kind of fantasy reality <laughs> is this? Um, oh my god. It's just like I I can't even express. I just have such a loathing for that movie. It was it's one of the few movies in my life that I would say was a complete waste of time to watch. And I think it is partly for me because something like that that's trying to pose itself as like a you know serious movie, it just it's really hard for me to buy into the reality of the movie because I just feel like everything. That's happening in it just feels so unrealistic while it's still trying to seem kind of like a grounded sports movie that I just can't buy into it at all and so yeah I do not like that movie <laughs> if I mean, you couldn't tell okay
1: so if you like films that are based on true stories Emma I would advise that you look up Pride of the Yankees which is about Lou Gehrig. It's a biographical kind of drama about his life. Um, And it came out the year after he passed away. So this is actually a film from the 1940s. And it's also really, really cool because Babe Ruth is in this film and he plays himself because he's still alive at this point, you know? So isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: It's a very interesting, especially, you know, because Lou Gehrig is obviously known very well nowadays for being a baseball player, but also as, you know, the first person to kind of get ALS and make that I mean, it's called Lou Gehrig's disease, you know? Yeah. So that's a great example of like focusing on his amazing success as an athlete, but also focusing on like his human struggles as he's coping with this terminal disease. So yeah, that is a really great film if you're looking for something based on a true story something that's meaningful and something that does not drag the good and noble name of the seattle seahawks through the mud because we do not stand
2: for that you guys no. would not get along with my family who literally drags the seahawks every single day it's Rude. just because they it's because of the super bowl between the broncos of and course then.
1: which i'm like you're gonna drag us through the mud when you only scored eight points against
2: us okay Rude. my whole family thinks it's about like bad referee calls and literally i have to listen to them every single day saying that the seahawks should not have won and that it was a whole debacle and oh, i don't dude. agree with it it's just like you guys would not get along with my Denver bronco love and family yeah no. we watch the same football game <laughs> no probably not they're probably just watching the halftime show and just assumed that oh, that's my how God, it gracious was. All right,
1: pals, we've come to the point in the episode where we do our segment that we like to call Weekly What to Watch. So each of us is going to recommend a film that kind of fits into our topic of the moment. And I think my Weekly What to Watch, oh gosh, there's so many. I also just want to say that I, there are so many sports films that I wish that we could, more films that I wish that we could talk about because I could talk about this all day long. But I think I'm going to have to recommend Bull Durham which is an amazing film for so many so many reasons because one because the main character's name is Annie <laughs> but i i really like it because it's about it's about baseball but it really focuses kind of on ways that people fall in love with the sport you know you don't necessarily have to play baseball or you know, go to every single game or, or make it to the big leagues because this film focuses on minor league players. It's just such a gorgeous portrayal of what baseball really is. And it's so much more than just a sport. And I learned that and I grew to love baseball by watching Bull Durham. So that would be my recommendation. Bull Durham, give it a watch.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty clear probably what I'm going to talk about. I already <laughs> did, but I just have draft to day. No, just kidding. No, Moneyball because that, that, that's definitely my favorite sports movie. Um, I already kind of talked about what it's about, but yeah, like, like I said, it's about, you know, Oakland A's specifically the, um, GM, um, Billy Bean and kind of the strategy, new strategy that's brought to the team that brings them their winning streak. I just, I just, I love that movie. It's just, it's beautiful. It's just wonderfully made written, and everything. And it just, it has, um, without being cheesy, it still has, like, a core, I think, like, heart to it, which I really like. Um, there's just, there's so much, there's so much to say about it. I I, know. I love that film so much.
2: And
1: Brad Pitt's in it.
2: <laughs> okay, so for my pick of what to watch for the week, I would say A League of Their Own. If you have not heard of this oh, movie, it is one of my favorite movies in the whole so world. So good. Movies. Um, it just really introduced me to, like, when I was starting to play softball about how much i loved the sport of baseball in the same like realm um it stars tom hanks and it's gina davis i'm pretty sure yes Um, and she is literally like one of my favorite people ever um it kind of talks about like when women were tasked to do like men's jobs and so they were the all-american uh girls baseball league was formed and It's just talking about how they took over the league and how like their progress to making them like a legitimate actual like organization while the men were gone and showing that they could play it just as well as the men and they didn't have to be stuck in the kitchen. And I just think it's like a real inspirational thing to any kind of girl who wants to play sports when they're younger and just like kind of like, there's always gonna be this race to like prove that we are just as good as men on the sports field and that it's a never-ending cycle and it's happened for a long time but that we just need to keep fighting because we are just as good as them and we can keep like we can do spectacular like donnie does the splits while catching a foul (laughs) ball so yeah
1: yeah amen amen women in sports Woo! love that movie love it all right friends this has been another episode of Limelight, the Falcon Film Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in.
0: And once again, I'm Emma. Thank you, Bella, for joining us.
1: Woo! Shout out Thank to Bella for, for being here. So, yeah.
0: I'm Annie. And we will catch you on our next episode. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye!